This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Way in the back, from the back. <laughs> now give me your woos. Oh, my God, it is Knoxville, baby. Are you kidding me? It is VFW Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit from the Hercules Tires Entertainment Stage at the Sold Out Night. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? And we have got a spectacular crowd of folks here. So those of you here, that's right. Welcome in. Welcome aboard. We've got a great lineup for you. Those of you on Dervision, thank you so much for tuning us in. Those of you on KNIA, KRLS, come on over. Come on over. Join us here for Wing Nation. We have got a great, great show for you tonight. We are so glad that you have joined us for VFW Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Wave them in, Aaron. I've got my co-host down here. We don't even know. We've been talking about this. Has anyone felt like a buzz since last night? I mean, is this is this place and tonight's program? Are you kidding me? What we're gonna? We don't even know what we're gonna see in the Hard Knocks program tonight. My partner's down here, Ashley. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, Easy, easy. Birdie foul almost. Oh boy. Well, well. That's it. Well, that's the, there's your problem right there with this group. There's your problem. We got one guy on the stage not drinking. So, um, Ashley, I want to, before we bring in our guests, just last night, you and I sat together watching it, the intensity. It was like Wednesday was good. Mm-hmm. Last night, it was like someone took the intensity meter and just pegged it. It's the Knoxville Nationals. I mean, let's be honest. If you're not at the top of your game, if you didn't come here to win, why did you come? You know, so the adrenaline is running high, stakes are running high, and everybody needs that last spot no matter what it takes. No doubt about it. And, Aaron, what we have tonight is absolutely amazing when you start to think of – here's the thing. Okay, here's the way this thing lines up. Top four get in positions 21, 22, 23, and 24. Fifth is 11th in the B main. It's a big gap. Fourth is is in the Knoxville Nationals. Fifth is 11th in the B main. Aaron, we are in for a treat tonight. I love the new format. I love this hard knocks night and the chance for those four to go straight into the A. I think that the new format, I mean, it's not new. It's a few years old. But I just love it because tonight is going to bring the same amount of intensity as you saw last night. And, Aaron, we've got a pair of drivers on the stage that uh, have had a, had a uh, wilder in good eventful. shape. Eventful. Eventful, <laughs> eventful, and good shape. we got one that's in good shape. One's in pretty good shape pretty here. Good so, shape. Aaron, bring in our guests here. Absolutely. We've got the driver of the Jason Johnson Racing number 41, Carson Macedo, alongside the driver of the number 7, Justin Henderson. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? I'm good. You uh, well, you tell me your version of last night because, I, I mean, it, it obviously wasn't the results you wanted. The wreck or? Well, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go there. Okay. Let's go there. I mean, well, it's the other in the room, it. so uh, let's just bring it on. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I feel like... Uh, you know, the, a lot of people don't see it on the video, but the corner prior to that, Sunshine had threw a pretty big slider on me getting into turn one, and uh, I, I actually was able to sneak around him just barely between him and the wall and kind of get off of turn two, and so I knew, and then I saw Brad on the bottom, so I knew they were both coming uh, right behind me down the back stretch, and Paul had exited off the bottom and actually got out of the tires. He started spinning, and uh, his car went this way, and then, had to do this then he too. transitioned back. <laughs> He, you know, he transitioned back, and as he transitioned back, his left rear grabbed a little bit of grip in the straightaway, and it shot him this way. And so I, I dove to the bottom, thinking that he was going to go to the top, and you know he decided to to go to the bottom, uh, enter in turn three. And when he did, 
you know, I realized I, the gap was closing quick enough that I was going to hit him. So, I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure, were upset with me that I caused a big crash. But I was actually trying to not cause a crash by r- hitting the berm and not hitting him. And instead, I ended up hitting the berm and, and just crashing us both and everybody else behind us. So, that's what I said in my speech. Like, I, I apologize. I realized it was the first lap. Uh, but just like uh, Ashley just said, you know, it's the Knoxville Nationals. and. Right. You know, we're all here, here trying to win, and, we, we, you know, we put a lot of emphasis, my, myself and JJR and our team, we put a lot of emphasis in trying to win this week. Uh, it's very important to us to run good at this event, and, uh, you know, so every time I'm in the race car, I'm on the edge of my seat trying to do the best job that I possibly can, and, you know, unfortunately, I did cause a big wreck, and uh, obviously, I didn't want to do that for myself or my team, but uh, that's the way it worked out. Well, describe it as a driver, because when that gap closes, it's not like you can just slam on the Whoa. brakes and, and back out of it. Like, you're, you're, you're committed. Stuck. Yeah, you you're committed yourself. It's going to happen. There's yeah. nothing left. I mean, and like you said, you got up in the berm and kind of, there was nowhere to go. Yeah, and that's the thing, like as a driver, like, you know, we have very, very little time. I know it looks like maybe from the grandstands, like, you know, I, I, you see the comments on social media and things like, what an idiot, what was he thinking? Well, like, we, we've got like this <laughs> we've much, all been there. We've got this much time to think about that move after we commit to a certain part of the yep. racetrack. So, um, you know, I committed. I realized the gap was closing. I tried to make it right, and I made it worse. But, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. So uh, we'll rebuild, and we'll come back Saturday, and we'll hopefully try and stick it in the A-Main. And, Carson, I, I think it was very big of you that you stood up and admitted that, hey, you know, Ultimately, it was my fault. I didn't try to make it happen. But, Justin, you even said yourself, you've it's, had it happen. Well, it's like you're a victim of circumstances at a certain point. You put yourself in that position, yes, yes. but there's no way out at a certain point. Yep. Uh, you slam on the brakes to miss him. You hang out in the middle and three guys pass you. Yeah. Or you stick it in there and clear him and you're a hero. There's just no – at a certain point, like I said, you're done. You have to make that – you just have to stick with it. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, it's unfortunate. It definitely sucks. I feel like we had a pretty good night going, and I think if we could have finished – I think it was somebody told me if you would have just ran inside the top 16, you'd have locked in. And it's like, oh, well. yeah, don't tell but me you that. Can't now. Do that. Of course, you know. But anyway, but uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. And like I said, you know, honestly, after the feature race, we were sitting there, our cars all torn up, and they tell us, you know, you're second in the B. I was like, I don't know how, but <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Speaking of being locked in, Justin, it's going to roll off 14th here at the Knoxville Nationals. You had a great run. Um, with the 360s here a week ago. What are your expectations? How excited are you? What, how do you think this is all going to unfold? You know, expectations are difficult. You have to manage your expectations. You can put yourself, uh, you can screw your mind up pretty bad there. But honestly, for we're not where we wanted to be come Saturday night, but we're definitely happy with the outcome so far. We could, there's a lot of things that could have happened between here and then. So um, just going to have to use the first 25 laps to hopefully fall into a position where we're able to strike and then use that out to the end because there's nothing uh, there's nothing saying that, that things won't play out your way the last 25 laps. Justin, I was talking to Brian Brown earlier, and he said kind of the same thing. It's almost like they're, they're, you kind of complete it as two features tomorrow night. So the first one, you get yourself in a decent position, just pass a few cars, and it's kind of like you get to reset. Is that how you look at it? Pretty much exactly. I tried to make it sound better, but that's pretty much exactly <laughs> it. Well, you said um, after losing, finishing fourth, losing it to David Gravel, you know, you knew you said he was good. The other two, you kind of gave it away. But in your quote, you said you're not sure if you need to be smarter or more aggressive. Which could be the same thing, but I mean, in that point, you know, my car wasn't exactly perfect on the top, and I was I was flailing at that point anyway. Gravel was definitely better than me, so when he went by me. Um, I made a cut for the bottom, and my car just never made it there. So there I was going back across the middle and catching the top, and then Geo caught me real quick there, passed me, and knocked off my momentum, and then I was screwing around trying to get my speed back up, and Donnie went by me. So those things snowball really fast, just like he was talking. I mean, you have a fraction of a second to make that decision. We were going down the backstretch, and I decided to cut for the bottom on gravel, which was stupid on my part. I should have followed him in, kept my speed up, and, and got out of there with second place. Carson, when you look at tomorrow night, you start second in the B uh, you have to still feel good. You have Philip Dees be behind, you know, on the wrenches. You guys have been so strong, especially here. You have to be able to, uh, to just scratch what happened last night, and you still have to feel pretty confident. You've got yourself in a good spot. Yeah, it's like you just said. I, I've got Philip Dees. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like my uh, my imaginary friend, my best buddy that is going to guide me through it. I feel like uh, you know the good part is just like you said, what Brian you know said. It, the first twenty five laps, you. You try and get all you can get and then set yourself up for that second feature, basically. And that's what I'm going to try and do. You know, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to try and get out of the B main because I think that uh, even though we start second, you, you know, you never never take anything for granted. We're going to do our best. We're going to try and get out of the B, get into the A, 
and then uh, just try and execute that first 25 laps just really try and be aggressive uh, i'm gonna be starting pretty deep if i do make it in anywhere from 17th to 20th so i'm gonna have to be aggressive i have to execute as hard as i can and then get to a spot where philip can work his magic on that break <laughs> uh and give me an amazing race car like he always does and then hopefully i can uh drive it up through there and and contest when you talk about the b main tomorrow night what how many laps is it it's like 20 i mean yeah, it's like a it's, feature it's a it's a feature you know it's here every be, week yeah, basically yeah. so um anything can happen and we just got to get out, try try and get a good start, get out front, and, and click off some laps. Carson, that 41 car, the, the gold flake that you guys are running this week, where did that idea stem from? Where did it all come together? I just think that Phil loves doing something special for our fans. And, uh, you know, JJR and, and everything that they've done here in Knoxville, I, I think that uh, it's special that they do a different car like that. And we were talking about what we wanted to do and uh, didn't really have any good throwback retro designs in mind. So... Uh, we just thought that gold was fitting. It's different. Nobody's done it uh, here recently. So uh, we thought it turned out pretty good. And, you know, a lot of the fans have, you know, seemingly enjoyed it. So uh, Philip does a good job. JJR is first class. Everything that he does is amazing. I think that he's uh, one of the, you know, in my opinion, I'm, I'm biased, but I think he's the best mechanic out there. And I'm very, very lucky to be working with him and, and my team. They're, they're, they're awesome. Justin, you're obviously having a great weekend, but you've also had a great year. This has been a really solid year. You've had some victories. Um, just, just talk about your season in general. It's been a good one for you so far. It has been. It, it's really simple. The cars just got easy to drive, and from there out, <laughs> that helps. Know, when you can make a decision at the last possible second and know it's going to stick or, or not stick in the case the other night. But, I mean, that's, that's what makes it fun to drive. You can do whatever. I love watching your car go around here. I mean, you cycle this place better than anybody. You know, I, I can see you make late decisions, and it still turns out great for you. So, I mean, that's indicative of having a good race car that's fun to drive. You just do what you want when you want. Work your way to the front. Yeah. So with these wins that you've been having, Justin, I know that you have a deal with your wife, Jessica. Um, when you win, you go to Maury's. So I want to know what Maury's is, what it's all about, and how many you're behind on taking her to. Oh, <laughs> that number might differ between her and I. I'm not 100% sure. But Maury's is a really nice steakhouse in our hometown there, and we found, uh, we found a meal that we both love and a dessert that goes with it. So it's kind of like we turned it into our celebration tradition. So uh, yeah, at that's that point. That's a cheap deal. I know. Cheap deal. I like it. It'd be worse. I like to spoil At least you get a good meal, too. (laughs) Spoil my stuff. (laughs) It's still fun. Now, how about Maximus? Was he excited last night? uh, He he was really excited on pull shuffle night. I think that was cool for him to be there and experience that. You know, we got home, and he was just uh, jabbering away, jabbering Mm -hmm. away, and talking about the night and how cool it was. And that was really neat for me to hear him and to be able to go through all that with him. And he went through every little step and told me every detail from his point of view. And <laughs> that's a lot of fun for us laying in bed at night and just getting ready to cash out. And, you know, that's it's cool. it's neat. So Neat perspective, that's for sure. How about it for our first two guests, Carson Macedo, Justin Henderson, joining us here on VFW Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. We're going to reset the table, and while we're doing that, we're going to tell you about our friends at Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 17 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past five seasons. Sage Fruit, they love sprint car racing, and we're here for sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate the continued support of Sage Fruit. Two things you can do. You can ask your local grocery store for Sage Fruit, or you, and you can go on to sagefruit.com, the store lake locator, punch in your zip code and find the Sage Fruit location near you. Another one of our partners here, nothing can take you citywide to countryside like Hercules Tires, the most tested, trusted replacement tires on the road. And the true strength of Hercules comes from 70 years of nose to grindstone grit. From an unmatched selection of unbeatable tires made with uncompromising materials to an industry-leading protection plan that backs every tire with road hazard protection and a satisfaction guarantee. From one name, Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. We love Wing Nation. Y'all having a good time? Is everyone having a good time here tonight? Okay? We love Wing Nation and we love our drivers. But we also love our team owners and those who deliver so much passion for the sport and allow all of our favorite drivers to go out and do the things they do. Aaron, we have got two of our favorite team owners joining us we now sure on the program. Do. Absolutely. Good we stuff. do. Shane Golubic's owner, 
and father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Really own it. Team owner. There you go. And father-in-law, Matt Wood. And one of my favorite all-time buds, Tim Clausen, owner of uh, Tyler Courtney. Great but night last night. Again, I don't own yeah, Tyler. You, know, you, you, you <laughs> kind of do. If you're the boss, you kind of do. And I'm not his father-in-law either. His I know that. I know that. Right. I'm good. I, I, I got that one right. right. So how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're doing very well right now. I know. I got you a plum beer. Yes. That's yep, good. You it. have a whole cheering section over here. Yep. <laughs> All right, there we go. So Matt, where's the cherry? You got, you got, a, you got. It looks like you got a frosty drink, anyhow. So we're the little team, but I got nobody. <laughs> hey, who wants to adopt Matt? Okay, let's adopt Matt. There we go. Absolutely, neat stuff. Who wants uh, to adopt Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, coming to the Knoxville Nationals, you're such a guy that has such a passion for open wheel racing, midget car racing, sprint car racing. What's it like for you to, to work with this team, work with your, your son-in-law, and to, to, to bring a car over here to Knoxville to, to go toe-to-toe with the best in the business? Yeah. I tell people all the time, I used to sit in these stands when they were wood. I'm very old, but those stands used to be wood. I spent every Saturday night of my life here. All I ever wanted to do was own a sprint car. All I really wanted to do was get rid of all that stuff. Ooh. But um, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's intimidating. I feel like we have a pretty good program, and Shane can put together some, some good nights, and, we, and we, we really rack up a lot of wins. And then last night it looked like, gosh, we just looked terrible. And you just sit up in the suite, and you just think, there's got to be a better way to spend 20 bucks a night than sitting here watching <laughs> the race car go round around. So it's a lot of fun. We wouldn't do it if we didn't have fun. Tim and I have obviously been partners in some stuff before, and and I really do it for the people. I, 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 I love the interaction. I love being around people and, and having fun. So, Tim, you know, we've been friends for a, a long time now. And for a long time, you and, and your late son, Brian, a, a good friend of mine, you always give me a hard time about wing racing. Those wing sprint cars are easy to drive. Eh, that's boring. But now look at you. How did, how did we get here? I never really got the story about how you decided to put a full-time wing car out. Well, I mean, well, if you, if you, you go back, if, well, yeah, if, if you go back long enough, I mean, that's where I got, yeah. yeah, that's what I did. I ran wing sprint cars on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, really it was probably Brian, um, you know, Matt and Richard were part of Brian making the step to wing racing. And, uh, you know, it was the challenge of it that Brian loved. Um, and so when we started CMR, if you follow us, you know, our pattern was midgets, then the non-wing sprint car. And we kind of felt like we, re- we kind of plateaued where we were there. And, uh, and, of course, the next challenge was, was wing sprint cars. And uh, I, I, the, the simple answer is you didn't sell it hard enough. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, no, really, I mean, it was the challenge. And we see from the ownership side, you know, we see where, where wing sprint car racing is, is at now and, and where it's headed. Um, you know, it's continuing to grow and grow in popularity. Um, you know, last night we, you know, we had several big-time NASCAR owners um, in the house that are salivating over what we're doing. So to get, uh, we kind of thought we'd need to be there at some point, and so we just decided to jump in last year on kind of a part-time basis, um, had enough success that we felt like we could compete this year. Well, and after last night, and I think last night you said to me, well, I mean, look how easy it is, because you guys have had an outstanding year. Talk about your season. You're leading the All-Star points, a bunch of wins, the King's Royal, for crying out loud. I mean, you guys have had a season. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And, and we're only in August. And we're only in August. And, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a testament to the group of people that we have at CMR. Um, it's, it's obviously a testament to, to Tyler, who, um, when, we, when we started this, um, it was my wife Diana that said, hey, consider Sunshine as a driver, please. And, uh, and, uh, and we did. And, you know, when you have a team and you race it, it you know, I mean, at times we're racing 120 races a year between our non-wing car and our midget car. And so, you, you know, you get people, excuse me, you have people that are, that are involved and some stay and some go. But the core of us um, just, you know, we dedicated ourselves to each other. Um, Sunshine being one of those. I mean, I know Sunshine's, you know, if he ain't getting calls, there's something wrong. He's not paying his cell <laughs> bill. But, uh, um, but he's dedicated to what we do and the plan that we put out. Um, and, you know, this isn't easy by any means. Um, but we were lucky enough to get a group of people that believed in the way that we do things. And, uh, and honestly, we did it so they could learn together. Uh, we're fortunate they learned very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah. 
Matt, when, when we look at your operation, you've talked about it. You guys have had a good solid season running mainly on the West Coast. Occasionally you sneak over this way. Um, the, the, the racing on the West Coast, uh, kind of describe where wing sprint car racing is on the West Coast. And, and we see, you know, Peter Murphy now getting involved with Skagit and everything. What's your, what's your state of the, the West Coast, California, and sprint car racing out there, wing sprint cars? It's good. I mean, the 360 racing on the West Coast right now is as tough as it's ever been. I mean, there's 10 cars a night that are good, solid cars. Tanner Carrick came to Knoxville for the first time he's ever been on a half mile and just freaking nailed it. I mean, there are good drivers out there. There's good teams. They're well-funded. Uh, you have people like you mentioned, Peter Murphy, just absolutely one of the. He's going to be. He'll go down in history as one of the best promoters ever. He works harder than any twenty other people. He just he's, he's expanding his operation. Everything he does, he took Hanford Speedway. It's a it's an extremely nice facility. Peter Murphy and people like him will be the ones that really just push the move the needle. Man, speaking of promoting, you've got a big race coming up at Houston's, don't you? What a great segue, Miss Ann. I appreciate <laughs> you it. You like that? Pro, isn't she? You like she that? Is, pro. Yeah. She's yeah. a real pro. We need to sell some tickets, so this would be a great time for me to mention the USACnationals.com. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we do. So we, did a, we do the Hangtown 100, uh, the richest midget race ever. We thought that was a lot of fun, so the USAC Nationals will be the, the second richest or the richest. Three days, 10th, 11th, and 12th in Houston's uh, Speedway, my I don't know if you can say this sitting in Knoxville, but my favorite racetrack probably anywhere in the country. I used to tell Tim all the time I wanted to get midgets to Knoxville or to uh, Houston. We're going to go out there. We're $230,000 purse, and God dang, I hope somebody shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold to that purse. Holy, you, because your your Hankton race is at a pretty racy little joint as well Mm -hmm. at Placerville. These little bull rings, that must be, is that right up your alley with what you, uh, what you like, especially with the midget cars? Back when Tim and I were together, we after uh, Brian's accident, we were in Belleville, and uh, we've had many we had many conversations. And and uh, I feel, and I think Tim feels. I don't mean to speak for him in front of a bunch of people, but a car fits on a certain size track, and and I think a midget belongs on a smaller track. Um, I don't think they're built to crash on a big track, so um, we do real well. And so, yeah, Houston's is this tiny little track. It's big, huge banking. We're going to get uh, big, huge slide jobs. It is going to be awesome, that is for sure. So, uh, Tim, I know you're uh, fixing to sit back and enjoy and watch your car in the race. We appreciate your time joining us here, and congratulations on the success. Thank you, Steve. There we go. Thank and, you. And Matt, we appreciate you and, and uh, your, your growing team out there. Again, when is the dates up at Houston? What's the, what's the Houston's race date? The Houston dates are September 10th, 11th, and 12th. We've got some of the inaugural shirts that we're going to be walking around passing out uh, uh Young lady's going to help us do that, but uh, usacnationals.com, jump online and buy your tickets. We need the money. So There we go. Well, with that purse, absolutely. So how about it for a couple of our great owners, Matt Wood and Tim Clausen joining us here on VFW Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. If you're having trouble seeing the track or that winning sprint car or you're tired of glasses or contacts, LASIK Laser Vision Correction at Wolf Eye Clinic might be a good fit for you. You know, who doesn't want the hassle of free vision without contacts or glasses? It's easy to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK at Wolf Eye Clinic. Visit wolfeyeclinic.com to schedule your free no-obligation consultation today. And they have a display right over on the midway there as well. Speaking of displays, our friends with the VFW, and they're right over here, right beside the, the big white tent. Okay, the Veterans of Foreign War is proud to sponsor the 60th Annual Knoxville Nationals. The VFW is the nation's largest and oldest major war veterans organization. Founded in 1899, the congressionally chartered VFW is comprised of entirely eligible veterans and military service members and more than 1.5 million VFW and auxiliary members located in over 6,000 posts worldwide. A nonprofit veteran service organizations dedicated to veteran service, legislative advocacy, military and community service programs. For more information or to join, visit VFW Booth right over there again, right beside the white tent, or VFW.org. You'll see why no one does more for veterans than the VFW. We are having a ball. We've got a T-shirt toss starting out over here with some of the some of the T-shirts for the USAC Nationals up at Houston. Wing Nation t-shirts are available right over here to the right of the stage. You can make sure you do it. Let me make sure. Let me check. Oh, the Iowa beer bus is still open, too. Our next-door neighbors. 
They put us as next door neighbors to the Iowa beer bus. You want to talk about moving us into a good neighborhood? They have us in a really good neighborhood. So make sure you stop down and support the Iowa beer bus and. Aaron, looks like we've reset the table and got a couple more of our friends up here on the stage. We sure do. We looks have, like we're in trouble. Yeah, who put her up on stage with two Aussies? <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. No. Yeah, we see and James. It's like Terry and James. It's, all right. You're good. You're good. All right. Yeah, it's like Terry and James. Would you rather have Ashley or me? Inter- uh, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah. Well, well. Aaron stay, doesn't want to do this. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Here so, driver of the Tony Stewart number 14, Carrie Madsen, and Casey Kane's driver, James McFadden. Welcome, guys. Thanks. So, you had a solid night last night. You got to feel good. You're locked in the A. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's half the battle, yeah. getting locked into that. Obviously, 50 laps is a long time, so you're starting positions sort of here or there. So, yeah, pumped to get it locked in. It's, uh, it's a stressful stressful diet, um, so it's nice to be able to chill out today and, and hang out and, and get ready for tomorrow. Carrie, unfortunately, you were on the opposite <laughs> end of that right at the moment. Obviously not the night you wanted last night. Um, you looked like you were pretty upset. What was going on out there? You know, you, you, I thought you were going to manhandle that race car and turn that thing right side up yourself. I wanted to. I just said all my dreams of a, going well at Knoxville go up and uh, all my dreams go up in smoke. So, uh, no, I can't. Really quick, uh, just felt like we were in a good spot. You know, we had got um, early heat race where you couldn't pass, so we knew, knew it was going to have to go through the B. And the uh, car was really quick, so I, I was pretty confident we were going to get ourselves in a good spot. And... Uh, you know, we just got involved in the Knoxville big one and couldn't couldn't miss it. So uh, that's that. We're but we're still in the we're a good spot. We're a P8 in the B main t- on Saturday. So I think as good as that car is, we sneak in the back door of the A main and it's 50 laps. And uh, who knows what's going to happen? You know, like yeah. Well, you certainly got a good enough car, uh, Carrie. You also were pretty vocal about about the starts, the, uh, restarts, I should say, about the pace. So, I mean, talk about it for people that so might not just understand. Just so you know, you can't listen to anything I say. Like, <laughs> no, you give us good content. Like, I, I make absolutely content. zero sense sometimes. So. But, well, no, you're not the only one who complained about the starts. So, uh, as a driver, just explain to to our audience like how difficult it is to start. Well, a it's, race. Go, it's pretty crazy back there because that. The leaders were doing like a super slow, the super slow starts, and we were six wide back there before the race had even started. <laughs> and it's just it was like this is just absolute pandemonium back here, and uh, it, it's pretty stressful. So the wrecks didn't happen necessarily because of, of the starts, but that has to kind of throw you off. I mean, when you when you start racing, you're six wide, and everyone's going every which direction. It doesn't start you off. Well, well generally, <laughs> after about three attempts, that sooner or later Murphy's Law is going to kick in and uh, you're involved in the big one. <laughs> well and said. then you become Hulk and try to flip your car over by yourself. <laughs> that was good. I, I love was it. It was it. great. And it just shows the intensity of this place, the adrenaline, how much this race really means. Guys, is there anything in Australia that kind of coincides with what the Knoxville Nationals does here? Uh, definitely Warnable Classic. Uh, no doubt about it. Because the Classics is hard to make the A-Main as Knoxville Nationals is. And, you know, it's one of the same sort of thing when it's all going smooth. It's so easy. And, you know, you just get a few little wrenches thrown in, in, your, in the system. And next minute you know, you're, you're just battling so hard just to even make the race. So, yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, James, how would you say it compares to the Warnable? I, I got the chance to race there years ago. But uh, obviously it's a huge event in Australia. But how does it compare to the Knoxville Nationals? Yeah, it's, it's, our, our, it's our equivalent. It's, uh, you know, we have a 12 invert. So a Ooh. 10 invert or a 12 invert. And you get passing points. So each car is is crucial to to pass i it's very similar i think uh i think the atmosphere at the track is the same um you know it's something that i grew up my whole life wanting to win and and be a part of so you sort of treat it the same way i guess as as an american would treat the knoxville nationals and and i do absolutely but it's uh it's the same it's you know you have that really really important heat race where you need to make the most of it and and you know you get a bad start and it's like oh no elbows up and got to make it happen so exactly the same as this uh carrie with that australian race is is it so big that your neighbors put a crane up with a big sign that say you know we're gonna drink beer if you end up winning this thing and it's so cool he shared this photo on twitter go and tell them tell them all about it yes yeah, so like just i live uh, just on the other side of knoxville and roll out a roll out get my pickup to go drive to see the boys in the uh in the team and uh, look up and there's this big crane uh big elevator and they've got this, this massive sign that says basically go madman it's your year 
you you win, we drink beer, and I'm like, I'm all for that. So um, it was, yeah. I mean, it's uh, very humbling. I'm mean, like, like you like, um, I don't know. I was just like, wow. And uh, you yeah, know, that's what I think half of that sometimes is when you get involved in stuff and you know you're not in the best position. You you sometimes feel like you'll, you've let everyone down, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we're, 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 we've got a long way to go, but uh, we'll, we'll still keep the beer warm. Hopefully we'll get there. I mean, cold. Yeah, warm. Yeah, warm. <laughs> That's up in Australia. He is Australian. You guys Australian. do drink your beer warm, don't you? No, no, no. I do remember over there you guys started at like 9 a.m. I, like I mean, not that they don't hear at Knoxville, but I was like, man, they these Aussies are professional. They all eat Vegemite or something like Vegemite. that. Yeah. Vegemite? Vegemite? Vegemite, right? Is that how you say it? Did you bring some over with you? Absolutely. How do you eat it? I have a uh, Vegemite on toast with avocado. Oh, avocado. I'm not sure about that. So, James, (laughs) (laughs) how would you eat it? It's healthy. I like a Vegemite on toast, but, you know, sometimes you get a Vegemite on toast and you put a bit of baked beans on top of that, too. That's pretty good. Wow. Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't know if my stomach can handle that. Seriously. (laughs) James, last time we caught up at at Jackson Nationals, you were talking about life on the road with your, your, your infant. This, how has that been going? I mean, are there still sleepless nights? <laughs> Not so much for me. <laughs> uh, Zoe's got a few more uh, sleepless nights than I do. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been an event, absolutely. Yeah. It's been so cool. Uh, he turned six months yesterday. Oh, so wow. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. He's been starting to crawl and roll over and laugh. And, you know, it, it's really kind of cool that I've been able to see every day. Um, you know, there's not many opportunities you get to have your job and, and spend just about 24-7 with your kid and, and your partner. So uh, it's been entertaining, to say the least, getting up and down the road in a motorhome, not having a clue where I'm going or what I'm doing or <laughs> how to put a slide in or out and then i got a shitty diaper to change and a, all that sort of fun stuff. So it's, uh, it's definitely been an eye-opening experience coming from not dealing with any of that to, to all at once So and trying to drive a car. But... Um, you know, I, I hang out. I can't wait to get to the pits because it's my time to just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> my, my moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carrie, obviously we talked to you earlier this year. This Tony Stewart Racing number 14, when we chatted with you, you didn't really know where it was going. You didn't, you played it off as you didn't know it even go this far. We talked about you getting, you know, some cool apparel and some jackets and then you bust out the fire suit. Do you have any... What do I want to say? Do you have any more that you can share with us? Do you know what's going to happen here? Is this kind of just fly by the seat of your pants? Uh, I, you've, you've been phenomenal in it. I'm not really. <laughs> uh, just I'm enjoying it. Uh, obviously, that's such a fast race car and a great team. Just the whole organization for, from top to bottom is unbelievable. And uh, definitely enjoying my tenure. Uh, but as of any sort of grand plan, no, I don't, I don't know. Good question. I figure I, I was kind of figuring uh, get on the backside of nationals and see how you go and you can get a little I don't know. I mean it's sprint car racing you can't play in a couple of weeks down the road. Who it's knows true. what's going to happen? Well said. I wanted to ask both of you guys with with travel restrictions right now, not really having representation from your country like we usually do here every nationals. Does it feel different to not have a lot of Aussie support? Uh. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm definitely low on my Vegemite stock because <laughs> everyone usually brings a couple of jars of Vegemite for you, so that's definitely a bit of an issue. But, uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, it kind of sucks that uh, yeah. there are not many Aussies here, but uh, it's the old story. Be careful. Once, once we get all back on track, be careful what you wish for because there will probably be <laughs> 5,000 Aussies here next year. <laughs> I hope so. Like, like get the rid beer. of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Kerry. It's... Uh, you know, even from Eldora onwards, you normally see so many Australians, and and we haven't. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's it sucks. It's yeah. the way the world is, but uh, hopefully last, next year can can change. They will be in full force next year. It's <laughs> absolutely amazing, gentlemen. We appreciate your time. We wish you the best here tomorrow night in your uh, endeavors at Knoxville. Always good to hang out with you guys. Thanks, Thanks, man. Thanks. How about that? How about the Madman Kerry Madsen? And James McFadden joining us here on the Hercules Tires Entertainment Stage here at Knoxville. At, by the way, the sold-out Knoxville Nationals. Did we mention it's sold out? Did you hear? At 4.57 today, the last ticket was sold. How about that? Neat stuff. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Race fans, welcome to the 60th NOS Energy Drinks. Knoxville Nationals presented by Casey's. 
as grease, dirt, sweat, late nights, and early mornings are my witness. The day just got owned by me and a can of kick-ass. That's right. Visit the NOS Energy Sampling Booth and grab a complimentary can of NOS Energy to help you get after it. For today's Nosville Nationals, it's going to be an action-packed week. Fire up, fuel up, and never look back. Nos Energy and their display is right over here toward turn number one. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 17 years and a partner for Wing Nation with the last five years. They value the relationship with the sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support. Ask your local grocery store for Sage Fruit or go to www.sagefruit.com and find the store locator to find a store near you. Wing Nation gear and apparel is available right to the right of the stage. And we're going to come back to the stage because... uh, Aaron, we got a couple more of our friends joining us here on the uh, on the on the show. We sure do. We have Mr. Sam Hayfertief Jr. and Mr. Brett Marks. How you guys doing? Doing great, thanks. Yeah, doing Brett, good. you had a uh, a pretty solid night last night. You've been rolling in your number nineteen. Talk about talk about the night. Yeah, things. Uh, I was a little worried about our pill draw, and uh, uh, the rain came, so I was feeling a little <laughs> bit better, but. Um, I was also thinking, I'm like, I'm not sure where I want to qualify because I still know you got to come out of a heat race. But, uh, you know, it worked out for us. We went uh, eighth quick there and then started seventh in the heat race and ran our way up the, the second. So, um, yeah, it was actually really racy, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So uh, just hats off to the track crew for getting that thing ready. And, and uh, to come home with a podium finish that night or last night was uh, was really special to, to me and my team and to uh, lock ourselves in and be fourth in point. So it's just uh, it's really, really cool. Sam, when we look at your preliminary night for the Knoxville Nationals, it has you locked into the B main at this point. Um, kind of assess your night, the, the, the good, the bad, and where, where you're at and where your thoughts are on it as far as the, the whole thing goes. Uh, you know, not a lot of good. Uh, you know, we just we don't we don't want to be in that spot, but uh, I feel like the format, you know, it, it played into our favor. We qualified bad, got through the heat, um, you know, and then it put us on the front row of the feature. So we did we did terrible at everything we did all night long, but uh, the format still saved us and put us in the B. I don't feel like we deserve to be there, but that's where we're at. Sam, there was some complaints about your starts being slow last night. And, I mean, as far as I know in a race, if, if you're the, the pole sitter, you can start the race however you want. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, lot, a lot of guys complain because their stuff don't take off, you know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it is what it is. If you're the pole sitter, you know, you, you make you pace the race. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, you know, like Sammy Swiddell is probably the, uh, one of the biggest legends in the sport. And uh, if you ever watch him, that's the way he does it. And there's not a lot of people that used to beat him on starts. Sam, when we look at this, and we have, we have been on the journey with you for, for since Wing Nation started. You've been one of our regulars. We love having you on the show, and we talked about it. And you, you finally dabbled. You finally made the jump to 410 racing. You, you finally did. You did go back, and you won an ASCS race here recently and, and the 360 Nationals. But what has been the biggest challenge, and, and how are you doing as, you, as you're at the two-thirds mark of the season with this, uh, with this big project you're working on this year? Uh, there's just lots of challenges. I mean, uh, you know, every night we think we might be getting a little bit better, and then uh, we take 10 steps backwards. So it's just, uh, you know, we're battling getting a balance with our race car. And, uh, you know, it just, it's just struggling right now. And, and uh, we'll get it figured out eventually. You just uh, you have to keep sticking with it. Uh, we've got a good car owner behind us in Miles Hill, and uh, he's prepared to uh, stick it out with us as well. So, you know, that makes it comforting going forward that uh, you got a guy like that behind you that's, uh, you know, able to put the, put the money behind you that you need to, to do the things you need to do. And, and uh, like I say, we've, we've really struggled. And, you know, we, we've won a race. We've won second and out. We've run second and outlaw race already to this point, and we've just had a lot of really bad finishes. We don't really have a lot of consistency, and, and uh, you know, that's a really bad thing coming into nationals, not, 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 not knowing what you have. Brent, we've caught up with you a few times this year. You parted ways with CJB early in the season, went back to your own equipment, and, man, you've been on a, a tear in your stuff. You've got a bunch of wins, top fives. How gratifying, validating is it to be in your own stuff and, and just kind of kicking butt? Yeah, it feels uh, really good, you know, and uh, that wasn't really part of the plan this year to, to, <laughs> to make that type of change. But uh, things happen, and, um, you know, once I jumped back in my car and started my team back up, I didn't realize how much I missed it until, until I did that. So it's just, uh, yeah, I was just fortunate to, to have kept everything and, 
and uh, made the transition to get back into my, my team a lot easier. So I just had to put put together um, uh, a crew and and get things built back up. And you know we're still in the building stages. You know we're still trying to get things um, uh, you know some depth built, uh, but we're also trying to race as much as we can. So it takes a lot of time away from from doing that too. So. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, to be able to accomplish what we've accomplished so far this year is, is pretty outstanding. Well, you say that awfully humbly, but when you first went back to your stuff from the time you made that decision to your first win was what, like four days? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It was very surprising to be honest with you. I didn't think we'd get in victory lane that quick. But um, I, honestly, you know, when we first went out to Port Royal, there we were awful, and then after that, I was just sat down. I'm like, I'm been dreaming up some stuff i've been wanting to try over the last couple years i was just too afraid to do it because of racing for points and the outlaws or or just didn't want to waste nights and i figured now was the best time to do it and um yeah it's just been working out so i've been really happy i wanted to ask both of you drivers um about confidence um sam you talked about the struggles that you guys have had this year uh getting the win out at tri tri city i guess it was uh, getting the win there and then coming back and winning with uh, ASCS a couple of weeks ago, uh, where's your driver confidence at right now? Do you feel do you, do you, do you feel pretty good about it? And you know the struggle is with uh, the parts and pieces with the car. Yeah, you know once you start doubting yourself, it's not a good thing. You know, it's uh, I don't I don't doubt myself. I doubt what we have as a, as a package. You know, that's that's the biggest thing we doubt right now. Uh, we hit the throttle, our tires spin, and everybody else doesn't. So uh, no, we just uh, we've got to get our package a lot better and. And once we do that, you know, I think we'll be right there. You know, we, we've, uh, we've proven we can win races. We just, like I say, the consistency hasn't been there, and, and uh, that's what we got to work on. Well, on the confidence level, Brent, I can't imagine. Uh, I, I almost feel like I can see it watching you drive on a racetrack. Your confidence level now, and, and even last night, where are you at on your confidence level with, with where you're at? I'm feeling pretty good, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm really happy with how everything's going. And, uh, you know, we just seem to be able to show up and be competitive every night. And, um, you know, I just making the right decisions on the car and making the right decisions behind the wheel. And, uh, you know, it's just working out for me well. And, um, you know, I had a good balance last night. You know, use the Knoxville, for example. Have a, a good balance in your race car, and it gives you confidence as a driver. And, and I generally struggle here, so... Having a good car, now I can learn how to race the racetrack differently and learn where I can build speed or where, what might hurt me and, and so on and so forth. So it's just uh, you have to have a good car underneath you every night to be able to race these racetracks correctly. And um, I feel like I'm getting to that point and um, able to do that just about everywhere we go. So, uh, you know, you know how racing is. So you got to try to keep that up. And, uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's the hard part. So you can hit on something and it might only last a few months and then you fall off. But... Uh, to keep that up for a whole year or year after year like some of these guys do that's that's the toughest thing so um, that's what we're building trying to build a, a program that is successful every year Sammy you were dominant in the 360s you won how many championships with ASCS you, you talk about a little bit of struggle with the 410s you talk about it being the whole package but talk about the difference and just the competition level oh there's no doubt uh, it's cream in the crop for sure uh, you know, there isn't there isn't a guy in the four tens that doesn't deserve to be there. You know, the guys that stand out, they're there for a reason. And uh, you know, like I feel like we fit in there. Like I say, it's just when you take a package that we've had for five years and you do everything this way and that way, it's really hard to change from that. You know, that's what you know. So we, uh, you know, we build in different race cars. You know, different dimensions of race cars. You know, lots of different things there. We've changed shock package wings you name it we've changed it motor program we're all over the place with that too so it's a lot it's a big undertaking to to take all that on at one time and uh like i say oh uh, you know we're not quitters so we're going to keep on keeping after it and you know results might not show now but uh we stay with it you know it'll come brent ashley and i said we were low in turn number four for your heat race and when you went by poor old Dylan Sisney, bless his heart, he's a great, great guy, but I'm just like, and I, and I set that up. The question is the aggressiveness, and I mean, you pointed that car, and, and like I said, bless his heart, he, was, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even know what, what by him as far as that goes. How aggressive is that and the importance of that when you, okay, we have Sam who says he mashes his foot down the tire spin, you mash yours down, and it goes, how important yeah. is that, how aggressive is it out there now these days? Well, it's it's really aggressive, especially when you're 
um, racing against a competition you do race against, you, you have to be as aggressive as you can. You can't waste laps, and uh, especially with this type of format. So, um, yeah, I actually I ran it in there. I thought, man, I'm going to hit him, and then I just squeaked by. So it, I got pretty lucky there. Um, now I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I spooked him, but. Uh, you know, he just left me just enough room just to, to get in there, and the car stuck, and, you know, we just we just wheeled right on by. But, yeah, it's just, like I said, you just got to be aggressive from the start to, to the finish of these races. Um, competition is so hard, and and if you let a guy get out in front of you, it might take you five, six laps to try to run him down, and then you got to turn around and pass him. So um, as soon as you see a hole or, or somebody slips up, you got to try to take advantage of it. It really is. It's, it's really fascinating to watch and to really go from there and to, and to do that and, and to pull that off. Okay, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot, Brett, okay? You, we've talked to you probably three or four times since the split, and you formed your own team, okay? And you said, well, we're working on something, we'll work on something. Can you, what, what, I mean, what do you think, what, just tease us a little bit more or just lay it out there what's what's the future for that 19 m car brett march racing i'm hoping it's something pretty big but i'm well, not i'm, not, I'm not, not really allowed to say saying anything something pretty big it now. keeps getting pushed back but okay, i was hoping good. to have something to announce you know sometime soon but uh, i think maybe come charlotte time actually it's this one we're okay. gonna do it so okay we're gonna uh, wear we'll you see. out around yeah, charlotte yeah, time then. okay fine. we'll <laughs> leave you alone until then yeah this is i'm pretty excited about it so i'm hoping hoping that things actually go through so we'll see Thanks. Good for you. Guys, we really appreciate your time. Sam, uh, again, you've been just one of our great guests over the course of time, and we've celebrated with you for the last five years with ASCS, and we're going to celebrate you with 410 wins going forward as well. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Yeah, thank you, guys. There we go. Sam Everton, Jr., and how about Brent Marks joining us here? P4 tomorrow night. P4 tomorrow night here at the Knoxville Nationals. You know, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. From the dirt track to the grocery store and everything in between, our full line of tires offer the perfect fit for your needs. For value selection and a protection policy with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. Hercules Tires ride on our strength. At Wolf Eye Clinic, we know how important healthy eyes are to the quality of life. Eye disease can threaten your vision and daily life as you know it. As Iowa's premier specialty medical and surgical eye care clinic, we partner with local eye doctors and across the state to ensure you get the best eye care using cutting-edge treatment and the most advanced technology. If you're affected by eye disease or looking to enhance your vision through LASIK surgery, call your local um, Wolf Eye Clinic, Iowa's most trusted eye specialist, for more than 100 years. Tomorrow, of course, is the big night here at Knoxville. Tonight, after the race, Aftershock, the Rock Tribute Band. They're the ones, like, we've had Aftershock here before. Have you all seen Aftershock before? They are really, really good. Yeah, that, my main man back there in the Wagner shirt seen them. They are really, really good. So, right here on the Hercules Tire Entertainment stage, when this race is over tonight, make your way back out here. I don't think we're going to drink the Iowa Beer Bus out of beer yet, but we can try. But the Iowa Beer Bus will be here, and we'll be set to go and rock it on here tonight. FVP night here at the Knoxville Nationals or the Hard Knox Race. Really, really neat stuff as we get set. And uh, all right, are you ready up here? Are you ready? Uh, well, your guests are not My ready. My guests are not ready. They're already shooting the. Let's see. One drink, two drinks, three drinks, four drinks. They, one, they were four, requested. Three, I've got. Four. This is the high maintenance talent. They actually requested. Well, actually, very requested. It. I'm like the kid at the. Uh, I'm like the kid oh at the musical gosh, chairs game here. Oh my gosh! Who did postman? I'm the drink. kid at the musical chairs game here with no place to sit on, no drink. So. Uh, I'm going over here. Mindy, Mindy, we have a problem. By the way, just so you know, these are all mine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, they're just well, holding these for me. Well, isn't everything in the world all yours? This is Tony's world, right? Uh, trust me, I'm, <laughs> I'm more than willing to share on some of this stuff now. <laughs> I, I think you need to do the introductions here. All right, on absolutely. You. We have. Did any of you follow along with SRX this year? Did y'all follow along with it? Okay. We got sprint car, NASCAR, road racing, and everything put together. They all got together with SRX and had an amazing first season. So joining us first off, Ray Evernham, Tony Stewart, and this guy here, Ernie Francis. How about that? Tore it up with the sprint car, or the uh, road course stuff. And uh, what did you think? What did you think when they brought you to Knoxville, Iowa to race here? Man, it was my first time over here. I've only seen dirt one other time before that, but I was in love the minute I got on track. 
So what did you think when they took you over to Dingus? <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting experience, you know. Got the shirt. Had, yeah. the whole, had a fun time over there. Trying to get it back over there this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Well, if you're, you're here with Tony, he's your host. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a good we'll, chance. We'll probably make it over there at some point. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble when every SRX race after Knoxville, he wore that shirt to the track. I'm like, I am fairly certain this is not the last time he's going to be in Knoxville, Iowa. <laughs> that is neat. That is neat. Ray, as you get a chance to debrief the Six Race Tour and SRX and getting to getting to see not any not any top flight drivers like our like our like our superstar drivers that you had, but some of the local talent, uh, that had to be fun to just watch how that went, Ray, and how that how that rolled along. It was. It was it's incredible. You know, and, and this is what it was about, the fan support that we got going from short track to short track and, and bringing in the stars like Tony going back and to see the people and then bring you know, a kid like this to come out of road racing and pick up as fast as he, he ran here and then we take him over to IRP and he kicks everybody's ass over there. And we're like, wow, you know. So it was, it's been honestly uh, an amazing thing, Steve. We... I felt like it would be a success if the fans liked it and the people who really knew racing enjoyed it, and I think we accomplished that. Well, I think we should also just talk about Paul Tracy. We're talking SRX. I mean, Ernie, what are your thoughts on Paul Tracy's season (laughs) in SRX? You know, he's the nicest guy out of the car, but when he's in the race car, man, I don't know about him. I I think I had more green paint on the side of my car than I did yellow. He was uh, beating me up every chance he could get. Not just you. He didn't discriminate. He was, no, he, was across he, the board. Yeah, he definitely uh, got into a lot of guys out there. People <laughs> weren't too happy when they saw that uh, green and gray car in their rearview mirror. <laughs> Tony, what was it like for you? You are such a passionate guy with your NASCAR stuff, but with your short track passion. And to race against guys like Doug Colby. And I, I, the, the poor guy at Slinger, because everyone said Stenhouse so many times. I don't even know. <laughs> Fenhouse, 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 Fenhouse. Luke Fenhouse. What was, what was that like for you to go toe-to-toe with some of the incredible short track talent we have? It was fun because it's – I've said this from, I don't know, how many – ever since I started in NASCAR. There are so many people, and, and I love NASCAR's development program, but there's guys that bust their ass every week that work on their cars Monday through Friday that don't – have rich fathers to pay for their rides to get the NASCAR that have every bit of the talent, if not more than the guys that are there now, that deserve an opportunity. And Luke was one of those guys. Doug Kobe was one of those guys. Um, Cody Swanson. Yeah, Cody Swanson's a Him perfect example. Him there beat example. you at, at Eldora. <laughs> but did he? No. <laughs> well, then shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'll no, be working on your these, car These guys time. are, and those, that was one of the fun parts about this and, and was something that really was Ray's brainchild on this category was bringing these guys in. And I was skeptical about it. I thought, man, why are we doing this? This is superstars, not upcoming stars. But these are guys that you're going to see as superstars down the road. And I thought that really brought an element that, Ray's got a great vision that people don't give, you know, Ray's very smart and his accolades speak for themselves. But to have the vision he had to bring these guys in like that was uh, was an aspect that I didn't really realize how valuable that was going to be to the series. And it really brought a ton of talent there to, to go and run. I followed Doug Kobe and picked up a tenth and a half just following him at Stafford. Um, Luke, I couldn't even figure out. I couldn't run where Luke was running. Luke liked the bottom, and I liked the top. It's I always liked the top everywhere else, and that's where it was at. So, but we had a hell of a race for God, a hundred laps. Oh, hundred laps, like yeah. Yeah, off and on. So, uh, but that was that was the aspect that I probably liked the most was getting to meet Ernie and learning Ernie. And now I can't get him out of the motorhome. Now he's staying <laughs> the rest of the weekend. But having Ernie and, and having Haley Deegan, um, I. I have that, always liked Paul that Tracy. Other young never kid spent at Nashville. Um, Chase Elliott. Yeah, he's, I've he's known him since he was like this tall off the table here. But um, but that's the fun part about it, was having those young guys and getting to race with Willie T. Ribs and Paul Tracy and Castro Neves and Kanan again. Uh, you had that. It wasn't like a window of talent this big. You had a window this big. You had kids. This kid's barely out of diapers. I was just glad when his parents <laughs> dropped him off that I don't have to change him or anything. He's he's self sufficient. He's actually more responsible than me, which is not setting the bar very high. No, but, yeah, no. but it's just fun to have that range of guys, of Willie T and those guys, all the way down to, to Luke, who was seven, the most cons- co- composed 17-year-old I've ever been around and, and has talent. So it just shows people around the country that 
you don't there, there's talented drivers out there that deserve opportunities and and you know hopefully srx is going to give some of those guys that chance ernie i want to talk to you about when you came here with srx uh, first i want to hear your thoughts on your first dirt like getting on the dirt your first few laps and then i want to hear what you thought about watching the 410s run after you you know, it was a crazy experience. I Before I got here, about two weeks before, I went down to a local dirt track where I live in Florida, and uh, I got some laps around there in a mod light uh, just to get a kind of a feel for dirt because I've never been around a dirt track, never been on one before. Ended up winning the heat and the feature out there that weekend and then uh, showed up here, and uh, my first few laps, I think I was driving that thing, driving the <laughs> wheels off of it. They said I was having the most fun out there, but it was not very, uh, not very fast and not very good for the tires. I was sideways, <laughs> foot to the floor, off the rev limiter the entire time around the lap. Uh, had to try and back it off a little bit, but uh, had a lot of fun. It was, it was a totally new learning experience for me. And then to, uh, to watch the 410s after that was incredible. I mean, I've never seen them in person. Um, and then Tony said that I have to come out here for the Nationals to, to watch these guys and you know, took him up on that opportunity right away, and uh, I've been having a great time this weekend. It's been so much fun, and I can't wait to watch uh, watch for the rest of the weekend out here. Ray, when you look at this, of course, the SRX was a lot of your time, but I, I love watching you come to Knoxville. I really do, because <laughs> you, you like Ray Everham's storied Hall of Fame, crew chief, this guy, that guy, and you are literally fanboy geek here oh, yeah. at this. It's <laughs> unreal. Talk, just describe what it's like to come out here to Knoxville for this week every year. Well, first of all, uh, that Ray Everham Hall of Fame guy becomes Mr. Aaron Crocker. I'm basically her bus driver and assistant for the week because she's famous out here. But, you know, you look at, it, again, what Aaron's done to make the Nationals and, and things here. And you, you and I talked about this today. Watching these drivers drive these sprint cars and knowing how hard it is to go around there and how fast they're going and and you know you can talk about the laws of physics and this and that and you know what i love about knoxville and the nationals and sprint car racing it's not about the cars it's about the drivers and you watch these guys they talk about run the bottom they talk about run the top and the moves i've watched people out there make moves that i did not think were were possible and you know i've always loved sprint car racing um there's only one thing that has ever stopped me from from being uh, out here, and what that's up? talent. Uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, my talent was working on the things. Uh, but I, I can tell you, you ran some 305 races, I, and I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Here yeah, if anybody, yeah, here we go. There we go. We're here not going to go there. Go. But um, you, you know, the, the the fun that I have out here, I have met so many interesting people and so many nice people. And Kyle Larson told us this the other night. These are things that, at some places, we just can't do but to be able to go around talk to people and just be one of the guys it, it's a phenomenal feeling tony we had uh carrie madsen just on did, did he steal your seat what happened i mean that's your car he's driving yeah i got fired <laughs> <laughs> you so. fired yourself oh well, you have to he's won five races it's <laughs> like how are you going to fire a guy that's won five races for a guy that's like 15th, 18th in the A main. I can come here and can't even line up for the D main here. So <laughs> it's like there's there's no way I'm going to – I'll probably – I'll be lucky if I get to drive my car again before the season's out. But like. as many race cars as you've driven, as, as successful as you've been, I think I've asked you this question before, but I still like to pick your brain. What makes 410 sprint car racing so hard? Because everybody's got the same stuff. It's not like you're going home and coming up with some new trick design and, and you're building something that nobody else has. Everybody has the same thing. Everybody has the same pieces and parts, and you've just got to be on your game. There's so many good cars, good drivers mm -hmm. that, you know, the thing that hurts me is that if I'm not running two, three days a week, yeah. I, I've got no shot to keep up with these guys. Yeah. And, and, and I used to be able to do that. 10, 15 years ago, I could show up and... and be in the game. I mean, I may not win the race, but I could be in the game and, and have a respectable run. It is so hard now, and you've got to run so hard with these cars that you can't just show up and, and get up to speed with these guys. If they're racing three nights a week, if you're not racing three nights a week with them, you are going to get your ass handed to you on a silver platter, <laughs> and they're going to smile when they hand it to you. So it's, it's that hard, and that's why, you know, nights like last night, I mean, that's why it was hard for guys to pass yeah. in the heat race. I mean, the track, the track has to die. For, for the racing to really get good because the cars are so hooked up. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got the same stuff. You have to have it get wide and get slick and get slowed down to where guys can really move around and, and make the racing And then it gets real hard, exciting. too. Then you have yeah, to then, be precise. Then it gets even harder, <laughs> yeah. which, but that's what separates yes. those elite guys from the rest of the field. We're at an amazing time in sprint car racing. We're at an amazing time in short track racing. And 
There's so many neat things that happened this year with what Kyle Larson obviously does, and, and, and SRX was such a big part of it, and that bond between the two sports are good. And, guys, we appreciate what you guys did with SRX and the vision you put on short track races. Tony, you and I, we've talked about your whole NASCAR career. We've, we, we, we've been to tracks, and we've talked about different people, and what you guys did was so amazing. And we appreciate you guys joining us here tonight on Wing Nation. Ernie Francis, Jr., thanks for joining us, man. Good to have you here. Tony Stewart's in the house. What's going on? Thanks, guys. Ray Evernham joining us here. All right, all right. Mr. Aaron Evernham, exactly. And they're both Kate's mom and dad. So uh, that's it right there. There is Kate, absolutely. So we got just a minute or so left, and we are going to knock it out here tonight. Let's see what we got going on tomorrow. All right, Aaron, tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. The we got to run. We got to run the 410 dash. And, of course, tomorrow night's the big big race. Hey, it's MVP night at the sold-out Knoxville Nationals. Thanks for joining us at VFW Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire, presented by Sage Fruit on the Hercules Tire stage. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.